Hello, and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and the TikTok. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator, and you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren H. Beauty Vibes. Today's topic is hygiene hacks for mental health. Hi friends, welcome back. Lauren, I have a confession. I totally almost forgot to hit the sparkle noise just now. That's like for the first time. What are we on? Episode 42. The first time in 42 episodes, I almost forgot to sparkle. So rude. I was um, on a nature walk this week and I think I was listening to I Feel Love and I, they, I noticed they had that sparkle continuously through the song. Oh. And I was just like, this is life. <laughs> Same beauty guide sparkle. I love it. You listen to disco on your nature walks? Absolutely. I I, love I don't that. think people realize how much I love disco. Like I listen to disco and like soul music a lot. It's the best music. No, and, it is and the funk, best. funk music is like how can you not dance to funk music? Yes. Especially because like I feel like the world was coming out of like just a shit situation at that point. So it's like really good feel good music. And I keep um, selfishly hoping that that will happen in this world again. Like we'll get good music again. And I think Lizzo mm -hmm. is trying to do it with about damn time. Mm -hmm. She gives us like flute. She gives us like disco vibes. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. I need brass bands at all <gasps> time. Earth, Wind, and Fire vibes. Yes. Oh, oh speaking of it. music, I um, also, I saw Paul McCartney this weekend. Yeah, so, you did. Tell us about that. It, so, Paul, seeing Paul McCartney has been um, a bucket list. I'm sure it's a bucket list for a lot of people, but definitely for me. When I was in college, I had to take a technology credit course, and I mm -hmm. happened to have this professor at the college that taught – um, the class was how the Beatles changed America because they did a lot of audio engineering stuff that no one had done yet. So I essentially took an entire semester learning everything about the Beatles and who they were individually, what they were like as a band after they broke up, just the whole aspects of their careers and their personal lives. So I am actually a full fledged Beatles nerd. Um, and learning how talented Paul McCartney, they're all talented, but Paul McCartney, um, is a um, true musician in that he can play multiple instruments and he wrote a lot of the songs. Um, and so seeing him, he's close to 80 now. He wow. sang, played guitar, bass, and piano for two hours straight. And it was incredible. I I totally believe that like music is so good for your brain with like math and science and like you have to keep using your brain like in life if you're able to, you know, um, yeah. as we get older. But I feel like that uh, attributes to why he is still so sharp yeah. in his life. He, but he, he is amazing. He does a lot of so his father played piano and he got arthritis in his hands and could no longer play. So he does a lot of like hand exercises. If you ever see him in interviews, they almost look like ticks. And mm -hmm. he's like constantly flexing his fingers and doing and moving his hands to prevent them from getting stiff. So I think he takes a lot of steps to remain pretty active. But 
amazing. Yeah, it was phenomenal to see him um, and to be – it was in a stadium. So it's a um, soccer stadium in Orlando. And, I mean, there were old people, young people, everyone in between. It, it was really cool. It was a cool experience. He just brings everyone together. He Who does. doesn't love Paul McCartney? Everyone likes the Beatles. I remember watching him on um, James Corden does that show in yeah, the car. Oh, my God. And we all cried. We all yeah, cried in that episode. Yeah, it was episode. like one of the best I've ever seen. And, yeah, yeah. I, that, it was a pretty long one. And I was yeah. just, like, glued to it the entire time. Yeah. Um. So if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm sure you could just look up James. Uh, is it Cor- Corden? Gordon? Yeah. James Corden, Paul McCartney. Just yeah. give it a goog. Give it a goog if you've never seen it. <laughs> have a good cry. I mean, we all cry. Um, it, it was real, spe- and like whatever you feel about James, it, it it was just a really heartfelt episode and moment because I mean the Beatles are I think everyone's grandparents love the Beatles, everyone's parents love the Beatles, we love the Beatles, like even like my nieces and nephews like the Beatles, like we all love the Beatles. Yeah, and they go back to like his childhood home and mm-hmm. stuff, which is just really cool to see where he was just a mm-hmm. teenager creating these songs. And there's not a lot of technical like things to their mm-hmm. music, you know. It's kind of simple, and just to know that they they came from that, it's really cool. Yeah, it it was really interesting. So shout out to my professor. I don't even remember my professor's name in college, <laughs> to be honest. Oh look, college <laughs> was a long time ago. Okay, dude, uh, it was. I-, I was with some girls today that were like, the girl was like, I was born in '96, and she's like, Well, I'm way <laughs> older than you I was born in 92 and I was just like bitches like (laughs) I know I I was way before them (laughs) I I play this fun game where sometimes I'll ask my students what year they were born and then I type that into YouTube like best songs of that year (laughs) and and you think that would be like oh that sounds crazy it's not because they're born in like 2000 2001 mm-hmm. and we were vibing to some shit back then and so yeah. then I tell them and I I try and describe my outfits too right like the, oh, the pink, pink shiny pants so much mm-hmm. pink shiny pants um yes. so I want to tell you about a new show I've been watching on Netflix which mm-hmm. is so I've been on this like um I don't know I guess because I was watching you're Bl- you're being very cultural right now I is am. what you're doing I am I guess because I was watching Bling Empire which is like crazy rich Asians in LA and it, it is phenomenal and amazing I love that show um Netflix was like hey would you like this show called Young Rich and African and I was like yes Netflix I would very much thank you so it takes place in Johannesburg South Africa but not everybody in the show is actually very I think only like one or two people in the show are actually South African the rest are from all over but Johannesburg is kind of like the LA like if you want to be in the industry you go there so some of these people are actors some of them are musicians um some of them are singers they're um some of them are famous because they were married to someone who was very rich who scammed a lot of people um Mm. you know (laughs) it just we love a good scam we love (laughs) a good scam so it's men and women and it's just a really interesting show um but for me it's just the clothing just the style and the outfits oh yeah like men, I love that I'll have to take a look then men in capes I am here why are excuse not excuse me what yeah the men they wear capes and it's fabulous and I'm like that why are more men fabulous. not in capes yes okay so um Post Malone like wears those yes well you want to say they're killed but he's wearing dresses and skirts and Trevor and I were like just having a talk and I'm like okay I know your mind is not expanding to thinking that you would do this but if you think about it like when you wear a towel out of the shower, are you not the most free and like comfortable ever? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, 
guys should wear kilts and skirts. They do it in Europe all the time. But yeah, a cape would be fabulous too. Why do I totally see Trevor wearing a kilt? Trevor would look look great in one. Trevor would look great in a kilt. I'm thinking like a blue plaid. Wait, Trevor would look great. All right. It's so cute because he is so like not like that and like not. He just wears Under Armour, but like you know me, I'm a fashionista. I'm in an industry where like I know no boundaries and stuff Uh like that. So he's he's starting to like get into like fashion a little more, and it's so cute. And he took that picture with me of that my own. I have a friend named Amy who does fine art photography. Her company is called Pink Chair Photography. Please look her up. She does really cool portraits. But um, she had a lighting situation that she needed to work out, and she asked if Trevor and I would come in on a Sunday just to sit in so she could try different things with different light around her little studio and um she took this picture of us that just looks so fabulous and moody and powerful and dark and I put it on my Instagram if you're interested in seeing it um that, but yeah that, that was Trevor's little model moment <laughs> that photo is such a vibe and I feel like you really get a feel for like how much bigger Trevor is compared to you yes because yes. his hands like by your neck he like it it's it's really it's so good it's yeah like mtk and yes. megan they need to move over like yes. there's a new couple in town i want to blow these pictures up and put them in your new apartment but like in your bathroom and bedroom like i want you guys to be those people so we will be. And actually, I had planned on when we got our new apartment to commission her for something because like Trevor and I are not the kind of couple that could do like the light and airy on a beach, yeah. like laughing with each other yeah. type of couple. So I was like, what would be a good way to get a picture? And before she even asked us to do this little model thing for her, mm-hmm. I wanted to get a picture of like Trevor in a throne, like in a suit. Um, we met at Bone Thugs and Harmony. So I want uh-huh. it to be like a little gangster, like even him with a cane in the front, like maybe put some tattoos on his neck and then like me behind in like a grand dress with like definitely a fan coming on me like pushing hair back pushing dress back but just really powerful and beautiful and he was like absolutely I'm so into it so now we'll have that moody picture for our bedroom and then we'll definitely get a new one for the living room why is it the most beautiful thing I've ever heard I love that so much can thank you I'm like super excited about it I just imagine Trevor in a throne with a cane and it's so good. It's so good. Just knees, just his tall body. So good. See, that's what's so nice to hear is because Trevor is like, in a way self-conscious and doesn't see oh. himself in that way and now he has all these women constantly saying to him like but your body but you're yeah. this but you have this oh. and like he's like feeling himself a little no, bit and I like that because everyone king. deserves to feel themselves a little bit they do he's a king no I love that he is a king is. all right so I gotta tell you some crazy twist and turn story here for a second okay so I have been listening to a podcast I listen to an episode pretty much every night and it's getting to the point where I'm gonna have to start over because they think they only have 80 some episodes this podcast is called National Park After Dark and it is two girls and they pick a national park sometimes it's a state park and sometimes it's international First half of the episode is telling you a little bit about the history of the park. Maybe it's geography, maybe it's ecology, what it is, where it is, how it started, how long it's been a park. And then the second part, they'll tell you like an interesting story. So sometimes it's like a spooky story or sometimes it's like a crazy survival story. Sometimes it's like a murder, you know, just some kind of interesting story. Um, And I love these two girls because, first of all, they're vet techs. And for no for people who don't know 
prior to this life, I was a veterinary technician. So I just have like this soft spot in my heart for anyone that does vet tech work because it is some of the most selfless and hardest work out there. And I would say thankless too. So I love them already, but second of all, they're total like environmental nerds, which is like my first language before beauty <laughs> school. That was me. It's like, I, I am totally in a parasocial friendship with these girls. So they did an episode. Okay. I have it in my notes so I can read it to you. So okay. it is episode 62 and it's called mm-hmm. the Trailside killer. And it is about David Joseph Carpenter, who was known as the Trailside Killer. And he was an American serial killer and serial rapist known for stalking and murdering a variety of individuals in the hiking trails uh, near San Francisco in California. So we know that he has killed at least 10 people between oh 1979 God. and 1981. That's what we know of. Um, it, it seems that there are more victims, but they're un- unconfirmed. So two things. Number one, my mom totally went to college in that area during that time and hiked <gasps> all of these trails and all of these Julie. Jules. <laughs> I know. I know. And the crazy part is these were he wasn't targeting women by themselves. They were like two women together or a, a guy and a girl together. Excuse me, what? Yeah. Yeah. So that is Would he like isolate or separate them? No, he would just take them both on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, what a sick person to really like, because sometimes, you know, you think when you bring a person with you, you're safe, but wow, what a um sick person to be like, let's, let's take them on. Okay. So not only is this crazy because Jules was there, but I'm going to tell you the second crazy part. So this man, he did his first attempt of attacking a woman in the sixties. And this woman was able to get away from him. He had only used like a knife or a box cutter or something when eventually he switched to a gun. Um, and the person that was able to get away from him is Lisa Rinna's mom from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Excuse me, what? Yes, it is her mom. Uh, Lois, Lois. by the way, I love her. It is Oh, she just passed this year. Oh, she did? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. But we all know Lois and love her, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I am not the biggest Real Housewives Beverly Hills watcher. I I don't really watch Real Housewives anymore, but I do follow Beverly Hills because I think they're the best if you're going to follow anyone. And everyone knows Lisa Rinna and everyone knows Lois. Yes. And Lois is one of his first attempted victims and she got away from him. Holy cow. That is insane. I know. So again, the podcast is National Park After Dark and it's episode 62. So you're welcome. Can you see why I didn't want to type that? I didn't want you to see it. No, I, I am so thankful that you did because I am very happy about the surprise. Also, another true crime um, celebrity thing that's happening. Have you seen um, Kristen Chenoweth's involvement in true crime lately? No, I'm curious. So back, it, it was a long time ago, maybe in the 70s or something. There's something called the Oklahoma Girl Scout murders. Okay. And it was like three Girl Scouts that went on a trip and they were all brutally murdered but she was supposed to be the other girl that went on this trip and she's like it's something that haunts me to this day so now she is like kind of unlocking that retelling the story I don't know if they ever found the killer I don't think that they did but she's trying to find justice for these families as well oh my god oh survivors survivors guilt survivors Mm -hmm. guilt but also like a survivor that didn't go on that trip and look at who she became to be Mm -hmm. you know like on Broadway and stuff like that I'm very into fate and the universe and you know I just feel like wow 
I just Googled it. These, these three sweet little girls. That's so sad. It's so it sad. was. Yeah. It's a terrible story. Yeah. Um. So what else have you been watching or listening to? Um, I have been working a ton, yeah. uh, so I haven't been partaking in too much TV, mm-hmm. but I did have a client today named Sarah, and she is hosting a podcast about Bravo's Below Deck. Mm-hmm. So that is called After Deck, and I wanted to tell everybody to check it out. I'm definitely going to be giving it a listen this week. Um, Bravo's um, Below oh. Deck is a show that everyone loves. and I'll, I'll, Everyone. <laughs> I started watching Below Deck because my husband was hospitalized at the time and he was fine but he had to be in the hospital and we didn't have cable at the time and what else is there to do in a hospital but sit and watch tv so he started watching below deck and would like text me like oh man captain sandy captain sandy and, like, and so even to this day i mean that was years ago even to this day when we see captain sandy he'll be like oh man captain sandy she's the best we love yes captain, captain lee too that's captain my other favorite lee, one yeah we but um the season that we got involved in was captain sandy and we were like man captain sandy's the best and then she's the goat oh my god i love her and then so i live down in south florida so fort lauderdale is the yachting capital of the world and so a lot of these yachts um the people the yachties live in fort lauderdale and so one of my clients who i was doing her eyebrows she worked in yachts she was yacht concierge so kind of like um booking these yachts for people and things like that and she Mm -hmm. told me she said captain sandy is as wonderful as you think she is she oh i believe it i think everybody's pretty authentic on the show i think that's why people like it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like the drama really does come from the actual job they don't have to make it up you know and so no these rich people are actually crazy yeah, absolutely. You know what's funny? I'm going to so I last our I think our pool face episode, I had talked about um the financial diet, which is a YouTube channel and a podcast that I listen to and she's um a girl I art. listened by the way. Oh, okay. Well, she just yeah. put out a YouTube video this week and it's called Why Rich People Become Assholes. And it's <laughs> actually scientifically and psychologically studies have shown time and time again that the wealthier you become, the less empathy and sympathy you have for people and and the con the there's less consequences for you treating people poorly right mm-hmm. so like for ex- and she talked about something called emotional labor which is when you are in the service industry and you are working for somebody and they're treating you so shitty but you just have to take it because if you don't take it you'll lose your job But for example, uh, you as a service employee, if you treat that rich person shitty, they don't have to take it. They'll go find someone else. There's no consequence to them. And there's no consequence to them treating us shitty at all. So um, it was really interesting. So everyone go check out the financial diet. But yeah, it's it's turns out it actually is science. Rich people are assholes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, scientifically proven. I believe that. Yeah. Cause you really do live in a different world when you have money. And um, yeah, it's just totally yeah, different. I, I um, saw that working in resorts. I mean, I was I was yes. working in resorts. It's these people, they're yacht people. It's the same crowd. And it's just like it's unbelievable how out of touch these people are. Yeah, so out of touch. Um, I discovered a an artist that is new to me mm-hmm. um, called Slim Aaron's. Mm-hmm. So Slim, like S-L-I-M, and then Aaron's, A-A-R-O-N-S, if you want to look it up on Instagram. There is an account, but um, it's a bunch of portraits, and 
The Instagram bio is photographs of attractive people doing attractive things in attractive places. <laughs> and a lot, so it's a famous photographer and he went around photographing these like very rich elite people in their lives. But it's also like he was living in like the seventies and eighties, which is just a time period. I really love to look back on. Oh, um, I love this. So I did send you in your DMS, yes. this picture I found in a book that he did. And I am going to recreate this girl's look. It's so pretty. Oh. Oh, I love uh, this is such a cool account. Right? I just think it's so fascinating and very different from, you know, other things you look at on Instagram. So I Oh, I love when you recreate things. I you totally need to recreate this. You. I love when you created ca- recreated Cassie from Euphoria. And no, I not- love, okay, so I challenged Lauren this week because I think we all saw the cra- the fabulous Kravis wedding. Yes, let's talk wedding. about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so the Dolce & Gabbana Kravis wedding in Italy. And I was like, Lauren, I need to know how you would do your hair and makeup for this wedding. I need to know it. And you did it. And you showed out. And you looked beautiful. I loved it. I loved what was in your hair, your hair jewelry. You Thank kn- you. You've Lauren has rocked hair jewelry since she could do her hair herself. <laughs> it's so true. So when I was little, I went to a small private school in Baltimore City. And um, from that point, I always wanted to, you know, bring out my individuality and my creativity. And um, because we had to wear uniforms, my hair was my way to express myself. And this was at the time when like topsy tails and stuff mm-hmm. were around and the hair Dini. And I had a specific request for a hairstyle every single day. And my mom is a tomboy and my dad has no idea what he's doing. So like my parents just they were at wit's end with me every day. And I'm like, that's not right. Like the bump <laughs> is wrong. Like blah, blah, blah. And then my mom was so fed up and she's like, will you do it yourself? And I was like, fine, I will. And like, that, I feel like it's just like such a start of like, yeah, I have been wearing hair jewelry and putting braids in my hair and like mm-hmm. doing different stuff since literally the age of like six. You were like challenge accepted. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, bitch, I can do better. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I love, I love seeing you recreate things and I love seeing your, um, just kind of your take and how you, you, cause like I look at these looks and think like, oh, I could never like, I, that's not where I belong. That's not me. I couldn't do that. And then you're like, yes, you can. And I'll show you. And then you do it yeah, and it looks there's great. Always, yeah. It's just a transformation, but yeah, the wedding. Okay. Let's so a lot of people it. had negative things to say per usual, but I, I was with you on the red velvet shoes yes. that they had that matched. Yeah. Um, they've definitely had about five or six weddings at this point. Well, so they <laughs> had the court, they had the official courthouse ceremony. Um, so the, no, even before that, after the Grammys, they went and got married. Was it the Grammys or the Oscars? Whatever last big Uh, event was that they were at. Okay. Met Gala. Maybe. maybe, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it was Met Gala and they did like a courthouse thing and that was the first thing. And it Uh was like very low key. Yeah. Which I mean, Mm -hmm. I love a courthouse, but you got to go there anyways to do the documents and stuff. You might as well make it a thing. But I love the old Hollywood vibes they're given with like the convertible and the just married. Very cute. Very cute. And then this um, this Dolce and Gabbana Italian wedding. So um, I've seen there is controversy with Dolce and Gabbana. It looks like, um, you know, they are not known for being the most inclusive brand, let's say, and also maybe the n- most non-racist 
How about, does mm-hmm. that make sense? Okay. Um, so it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So people are wondering if maybe they were sponsored by Dolce & Gabbana and they don't really need a sponsorship. So it, it's an interesting, you know, the people are speculating as to why they picked Dolce & Gabbana. But to me, seeing all the looks and seeing the vibe that Kravis has been giving us this past year, Dolce & Gabbana made perfect sense. With, Agreed. Yeah. It, it seemed like what else would there be for them I just I couldn't imagine another designer giving us looks like that and doing like a true Kourtney Kardashian you know Travis Barker wedding I agree and they're also obsessed with that movie true romance and that is where they pull a lot of their inspiration from in their love story like they are have like a getaway Cadillac that they're always in and the style so that's another thing that they pull from and then combining Dolce and Gabbana with it. I thought it was awesome. It was really cool to see. But you know what I will say? I I loved everyone's looks, but I did not like Kylie's white dress with the red flowers. I, I didn't like that dress either. It felt so <laughs> underwhelming. I mean, mm-hmm. Chloe was in this beautiful dress and <gasps> Kim was Everyone in this beautiful agrees. Dress. Chloe turned Chloe out looked as better her. than she did at the Met Gala. Like, she did. And oh my God, beautiful. I'm still not over Kim's look. It yes. was the, um, like, the tones of makeup that Mario is using on her now that she's, like, more blonde. He's going, yeah. like, more of an ashy olive color and it's so pretty. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it is just, it, everyone looked so good. And then... Kylie and I'm like mm, I guess I guess they can't all be winners huh no no nah, can't all be. but I just loved like the big crosses and yes. I just it I just I like that sort of like almost gothic Italian um but very much Catholic I don't know I yeah li- I, I like- wish they went Versace but Dolce and Gabbana was good no because Versace is just such a different it's gold, right? Like when mm-hmm. I think of Versace, I think of like big gold pieces. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I think Dolce and Gabbana was a, a a proper fit for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely good. I enjoyed all of it. I like seeing the looks. A lot of people were like in my DMs, like being like, "Yeah, but did you see it up close? It looked like shit." And I'm like. Yeah. Okay, I am in an industry where I understand all of this. Like, <laughs> it matters how things photograph. Like, that doesn't matter. Like, and all of this stuff is, like, handmade pieces. Like, yeah. it may not look to your eye how it's supposed to, but that is, like, a handcrafted, like, corset garment. Yeah. It's art. It's beautiful. Kim was wearing this piece of, like, uh, emerald jewelry. And I don't know if it was, yes. like, part of the dress or if it was a choker or what. It just... Yeah, I. It's really funny that people are being like, "Yeah, but it looked like shit up close." And it's like, you think they don't know? Like, they're not worried about that. They're worried about the pictures they're posting on the internet for everybody to see. Oh. Also, if I'm judging, I've never enjoyed an outfit from any of the people that have come into my DMs <laughs> to say that. Like, I'm going to be mean about it. It's like not a not an ounce of. Um, I don't even know if these people brush their hair, to be honest. You know, you know, it's like it's really weird that that's always like the type of crowd that wants to like judge these people. You know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't brush my hair. Why would well, I? Well, good for you, Kelsey. Why, why would I? I brush it when it's wet after I shower. And then, that's when your hair is the most fragile. And well, you no, I brush use I, I, not like a brush. I use a comb. Mm-hmm. I use a comb. And then and the, but as far as the act of like putting something through my hair to remove tangles. That is mm-hmm. that is the only time, and then it will not happen again for another four days until I wash it again. 
You are lucky. That's very nice. <laughs> no, I think I just I, I think I just gave myself permission to not care about my hair. I really don't. I really Well, I'm, I also think your hair doesn't tangle that much. Mine mine gets like a cobweb or something. It's crazy. Yeah, it it tangles now that I color it, to be honest. It, now that I color it, it definitely changed the composition of my hair. And it, it definitely does tangle. But I just kind of like finger comb. Yeah. And move on with my life. Loves that. Um, okay. I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Should we get yeah, into it? Yeah, I think I'm good, too. All right. Go for it. Okay. So when a person is in a cycle of depression and burnout... Often our hygiene is the first thing that we stop taking care of. And because we have to use our energy just to stay alive or because our body has kicked into a cycle of ignore my needs or sometimes we simply just can't. Every human goes through phases when things are hard for them or they have any level of depression or sadness. And you don't have to be ashamed of this. Actually, the advice I'm giving today is stuff that I use myself. So I I wanted to break down for everybody just some hygiene tips for when you are in these cycles of depression so that you can continue to take care of your face, body, teeth, skin, Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah, I just want to say Lauren and I are coming at this topic from a place that we struggle with this, both. Mm-hmm. We both struggle, mm-hmm. and I think everyone struggles with mental health, and both of us struggle with mental health, and um, one of the things that takes um, a backseat during those times are hygiene. And then for me, I know I fall into a cycle of feeling guilty for neglecting myself and my hygiene. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. all of this is coming from a place of understanding and love, and you're amongst friends. And this is, you know, we're not trying to, like, shame you or you know, gatekeeper, talk down to you or tell you what you should be doing. This is just things that have worked for both of us. Well, yeah. And also this is totally a safe space to talk about all of that. And I feel that a lot of information on the internet, they never help you out with those middle ground steps. Mm -hmm. They just tell you the last thing to do and nobody really knows how to get there. So we're going to kind of like get into just some little ideas and hacks that have helped us and hopefully they can help you. And if you ever want to share your own thing that helped or share your struggle with us, Mm -hmm. totally okay. We're a safe space for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first thing is to have everything in front of you and close to you for easy accessibility. So I would suggest all of your like skincare or face needs or like a hairbrush or anything to put it all in a basket so that you can move it from place to place. I'm going to be very honest. There's some times that I don't even want to get out of bed. And if it's just right next to you, maybe you'll use a pad to wash your face off. Maybe you'll put on your moisturizer, um, put it next to your clothes or something like that to give you a reminder. Um, Sometimes just seeing something in front of you reminds you that you should use it and that you need to use it. Yeah, I'm a um, I'm a person that so I neglect eye cream a lot. It's not a step in my routine. I enjoy I just I feel like I've done so many things by that point. I don't want to do eye cream. So I find that if I keep it next to my bed, along with like some hand cream, some aquaphor, just little things like that. I if I'm already in bed, then I'll, you know, I'll grab it and use it. Definitely. I love that. Yeah, that's so good. Mm -hmm. So my next piece of advice would be be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk kindly to yourself. These things matter so much. Check in with your body. Use this time to connect with your body, especially if you're in a time of disassociation. You know, maybe feel your legs. Are they ashy? Do they need to be shaved? If you like to shave, if you like the hair, keep it there. Um, do you need lotion? Would you like some oil? Do do your armpits smell? Um, mm-hmm. And don't be mean to yourself. Just take it as like, that's a cue. And now I go do it. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yeah. And talking to yourself as a third person and pretend that you are taking care of someone else and catering to them, that helps as well. That's such a good idea because we say all the time, like the advice we give people, it's so hard for us to take it ourselves sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we do things that if a friend of ours were doing, we'd be like, what are you doing? Like you shouldn't do that. And so really Mm -hmm. just looking at yourself from an outsider and seeing that, you know, you're worth taking care of and you should be taken care of. Yeah. And even if like, talk to yourself, like you're a little silly goose, you know what I mean? Like I could be like, Lauren, you really need to wash your hair. You look really cute when you wash your hair. So you should just do it. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot more fun than like beating yourself up and being like, Oh my God, my hair is so greasy. I'm such a loser. I can't even figure out time to shower. Like how can I even live my life? You know, there, there's definitely a difference in how we talk to ourselves and it all matters. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next thing would be to combine what you can with self-care So if anything pleases your senses, add that in for self-care. For example, a candle that you think smells really good, a song that you really like that makes you happy or relaxes you. Um, Being alone and quiet during these acts can be really nice. Using moisturizers that feel nice, um, serums that are jelly-like or lotions or body oils that have a pleasing scent to you. These will all just kind of like bring in that act of self-care and maybe even rewire your brain to thinking like, I really like doing this activity because you've added in some of your favorite things with it. Mm-hmm. I was teaching a little bit about aromatherapy today. So your sense of smell, the reason it's such a strong trigger of memory is because it's um, directly connected to your olfactory nerve, which is connected to your limbic system. So um, aroma goes straight up to your nose, essentially into your brain. So if you have a moisturizer that you really like the smell of, you'll be looking forward to putting that on and having that feel good moment for yourself. That is so true. I actually just went to Ulta for a little self-care um, situation. I redid all the products in my shower um, so that basically my shower experience now has a lot of like tree hut scrubs in it, um, good moisturizers when I get out that are right in front of me along with some almond oil so that I remember to moisturize my body, nourish myself. And then I love the way the bathroom smells afterwards. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all very exciting for me right now. Mm-hmm. So my next thing would be create routine and ritual. This can get a little dicey because especially if you're on the neurodiverse side, our brain literally does not create routine. Like we have to constantly remind ourselves. So if you have to put it on your calendar, even if it's as dumb as I need to floss on Tuesday or on Wednesday, I'm going to do a face mask before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. Another really good idea is to auto ship on Amazon. Make sure you don't run out of your products. Um, I have definitely done this with body wash and stuff like that because I will forget to go to the store and then I'll run out of body wash and then I will go into a meltdown. I mean, who the hell knows what will happen, but it will be a problem for me. Um, So we don't like to give Jeff Bezos all of our money, but In the name of self-care, this may help you. (laughs) Um, Allocate 30 minutes. Set a timer and just do what you can in that time and see if you can get better next time or if you can add more in. But sometimes 30 minutes will take you very far in a hygiene-type fashion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and so my last point would be make everything easy and your favorite. 
one shampoo, one conditioner, one body wash, one cleanser. Keep a very minimalist mindset and keep your routine super simple. So it's almost like it's so integrated in your life that you don't forget to do it. Um, purchase in your budget. I think this is a really big one because I always hear girls talk about how they had this one super expensive moisturizer, but they couldn't afford it the next time. And then that makes them feel for some reason that they're not getting the benefits of their skincare routine. That stuff doesn't matter. Just purchasing your budget. Don't do things that are not easy to keep up with or that you can't afford because that will put you into another whole spiral that you won't be able to get out of. You know, I never thought about that. That's really interesting. That's a good point. Yeah, I hear a lot of girls because they want to talk about like drunk elephant or like lineage. And I'm like, you're fine. Like, just get another moisturizer and keep using it. <laughs> you're good. Yeah, God. I, I find that, you know, having products that I want to use and that I look forward to use that that really helps me too. So it's so true. Mm, yeah. Like having that, you know, I have this, um, it's by hemp's and it's limited edition and the smell is sugared banana and I keep repurchasing it mm -hmm. because it makes me want to moisturize my body. And I know my skin feels better after I moisturize it. And I know that like, it's better for my skin health to be moisturized. So having things that you want to use really helps too. Yes. And hemp's is such a great brand and anybody can use it. It's mm -hmm. so good for sensitive skin too. Yeah. And it's affordable. I mean, you, and yes. you, I mean, they sell hemp's at Ulta. I mean, you can get hemp's anywhere. Yeah. So we are going to get into some product mm -hmm. suggestions. First one would be hemp's. Absolutely. I love that one. Um, Another good product is the CauseRx line has a skin clearing and moisturizing pads. So you can do like a quick rub on the face and throw away micellar water and reusable cotton pads with a backup of regular cotton pads in case you forget to wash them. I, you know, I have this I use. So on a daily, I'm using reusable, but I do have regular cotton pads because there are situations where I want something disposable, like if I have a breakout or something like that. And it just takes that pressure off myself. Like if I'm behind on laundry, which is another thing that happens when my mental health is suffering these little chores, you know, it's mm -hmm. not a, it's not an end of the world crisis. Absolutely. Yeah. I think some people like hold themselves really accountable when they start going green on things, but mm -hmm. really don't beat yourself up over it for your yeah. mental health. You know what? Do the best you can with the tools you have. And, and that's all anyone can ask of you. Absolutely. Um, so I also think the Tree Hut body scrubs are great just to get a little exfoliation on you. They also smell fabulous and they have so many different smells nowadays. Um, their uh, body butter too is really nice. I've been using that as well. I have um, one of their body butters. I have the one that's supposed to be the, um, the uh, boom boom cream dupe. It's like the paradise something. It's all right. Ooh, it's all right. Okay. I've been using, oh, I wish I remember the name, but it's called Tropic something, but I just went back and bought a second one because, oh, I just love the way it smells and I it just makes it's me really happy easy. to put on. It's like a pastel colored container. Are we? Mm, no. Okay. This one has like pink, orange, purple. No, we're using different things. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, also get your favorite SPF. We always talk about how important SPF is. It really is just, just find one you like, make sure it's like accessible to you. Your, and your morning uh, routine can truly be as simple as just throwing on sunscreen and nothing else. It really can just be that you don't need all the extra steps. 
No, absolutely not. Um, and then the last thing we were suggesting is CauseRx's overnight mask. Yes, um, this is a new one that I just got. So I love an overnight mask because I am not a masking person. However, I will do an overnight mask. So sometimes they're called sleeping masks. Sometimes they're called overnight masks. These are essentially just masks that you put on and you go to bed and you don't have to wash it off. And the reason I like these products is because it's sort of the best of a, a a serum and a moisturizer in one easy step and you wake up with really nice skin. So the one I'm talking about specifically is the ultimate nourishing rice overnight spa mask. So many words, um, but it's got rice extract and niacinamide. It's just a nice creamy consistency and your skin feels really nice when you wake up in the morning. So again, that's something you can just put on your bedside, throw on your face and go to bed. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so a life of poor hygiene comes with consequences. While it may be hard to see the bigger picture, creating little rituals or routines that are consistent can keep you on a proper track. Um, some problems that you may encounter when you are not practicing good hygiene is oral problems, skin problems, hair loss, premature aging, and not having the ability to show your best appearance can cause people to continue the cycle of depression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody um, struggles with these things. Everybody struggles with mental health. Everybody struggles with depression. And sometimes it's hard. Um, and so these are just tips we're giving you guys to help you when, you know, doing the bare minimum is a struggle. And, and we understand that and we get that. And sometimes by skipping out on taking care of yourself, it, it just becomes a, a vicious cycle of feeling bad about yourself for not taking care of yourself. Yes. Yeah, so true. That was awesome. Yeah, I love so, that. So yeah, me too. That was really fun. I think mm -hmm. we should definitely do some more um, mental health episodes. Definitely. All right. So now we're going to talk about our moments of gratitude and anarchy that we experienced. And I want to start out with my moment of anarchy because you've mm -hmm. really been the one who's like embracing the anarchy this year. And I've been mm -hmm. letting you go on your little anarchy journey. And I support <laughs> you for that because I'm your friend and I'm going to support you. And, you know, I'll tag along on your anarchy journey. But I feel like you were really leading the way. And this past week, I took the charge on some anarchy because I was at my job and I saw a older man who comes in to get massages and skincare services at my job. I work at a school and he has a history of being inappropriate with the female students. And I was watching him be inappropriate with a female student. I was watching two other students and another employee just sit there and watch this happen. And when he got up, I said, Hey, you're being inappropriate and that's enough. And he said, well, I don't think I'm being inappropriate. And I said, it doesn't matter what you think you are being inappropriate. And I repeated back to him the things he said and I said those are not appropriate things to say to a student so let's tone it down and he pulled the um you know got upset do you know who I am complained to my boss wanted me to get in trouble all of this stuff just the classic like I'm a white man in power uh -huh. with money so I do what I want and and you know what I was gonna get in trouble I did get in trouble for it and at the end of the day I don't care because I have been a female in that situation where an older man was making me uncomfortable in front of other people. And I was so embarrassed. And I thought, I wish someone would say something. And now that I'm 34, I found my voice and I won't shut up. I'm mm -hmm. going to call these dirty old men on their shit. I'm sick of these dirty old white men. And everyone, you know, when I told my coworkers about it, they're like, oh, yeah, he's just a dirty old man. And I'm like, that no. is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. And I will not tolerate it anymore. So I'm leading the anarchy charge on these dirty old white men down with the patriarchy. I am over it. 
I am so proud of you, Thank you because that is such a big deal. And you're right. People will just like sit around and act like, oh, that's just how he is. But like, not only did you stand up in such a good way, but you also made such an example to other people that saw you do that, whether they're admitting to it or not. But like somebody isn't going to take someone else's shit anymore because you did that. Well, I was like, I don't want students to see me seeing this and thinking I condone this. And I went mm-hmm. up to the female student afterwards and I was like, are you OK? That was really uncomfortable. And she was like, oh, Miss Kelsey, that's just how men talk to me. And I'm like, well, that is a problem. She's a mm-hmm. she's a young, very pretty female. She's very pretty. And, you know, he was making a lot of comments about her appearance. And I watched her body language change when he sat next to her. He was touching her thigh. And I was like, no, I'm, when he touched her thigh that's when I was like I'm done I'm done and so you know he you can't touch people without their consent and you cannot speak to people like that and I just you know I've I've definitely defended myself in these situations when like men have said something to me I screamed at a guy at Home Depot one time he just this guy he messed with the wrong girl I was in a very bad mood and I was stressed out at Home Depot so I just you know I was at first really worried because I got in trouble for it and then I had posted something on the internet and the amount of people that messaged me being like no you did the right thing and like I know in my heart I did the right thing and that I called this guy and you know what I'm glad he felt embarrassed and uncomfortable I love that good for you um do you have any anarchy what's your anarchy? I don't have like as big of an anarchy as you I mean, and for anybody listening moment. my anarchy is like you it doesn't always have to be like really major or bad it's just like something that you wouldn't do and me as a people pleaser and someone who has really like lived my life based off of wanting to make sure that everyone's okay with me or somebody's not mad. Um, my biggest anarchy was choosing myself in um, a professional way this week. I ended up taking on work with a few different companies. And in the past, I would worry about how um, it would look to other people or if I was working with someone that was not in good terms with someone else. And I'm just at a place where I'm like, fuck that. This is my life. This is my career. And I know what's right in my heart. And I know I'm a good person. And um, I'm just going to keep moving forward. So that was my anarchy. Yeah, I think um, I think also your anarchy moment, I'm going to nominate one for you, is Mm -hmm. you had come to me about something that you were like kind of uncomfortable with with the (gasps) podcast. And you were, mm-hmm. and I, you were so like nervous about coming to me about this and, and you were greeted with open arms and support. And mm-hmm. I told you like, thank you for letting me know this. Like, I appreciate your honesty. And I, and it's been really cool to watch you grow into realizing like people who you want to have around will want to hear your opinion and will respect you and embrace you. It's so true. And thank you so much for showing me that. Um, I talk a lot about with mental health and it's all about like rewiring your brain. And I've had a lot of moments um, in the past month that were triggers for me, but triggers in like a really beautiful way where I'm like, whoa, like you can find people that treat you this way or people will be really kind to you. And that is just a beautiful thing. And that is anarchy. <laughs> I love that. Love that. Um, so my moment of gratitude, which I had already talked about was seeing Paul McCartney. I mean, it was such an iconic Mm -hmm. moment. It's something I had talked about for years and years. I'm grateful. My sister got me the tickets and the hotel room, um, cause we did have to drive up to Orlando and I, and I'm just really grateful I got to experience that. I love that. And my gratitude is definitely, um, 
the connections I've been making in Charleston and being able to fully work for myself. I came on as a business owner, literally, you guys, <laughs> at the end of March. Like at the end of March, I said goodbye to a relationship um, with work that I was like, this is not serving me. And I literally had everything wiped off of my calendar. And there, I just, I, I wasn't even like sweating it. I just was like, this isn't right for me and I'll find what's right for me. And um, so the universe has definitely been providing and I've been working a lot. And I'm also learning about how to take care of my body when I do work. And I just feel really grateful because your girl has been so poor the last couple of years, like to the point where I didn't even have a car. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't even pick up new work because I didn't have a car to get there. And I was in this terrible cycle. So now I'm in this point where abundance is coming my way. Work is coming my way. My income is tripled and I just can't wait to live this new fabulous life. Oh, that's amazing. That's mm-hmm. so positive. And it's been um it's been really nice watching you on this journey. I have to tell you that. Thank you. No, you're thank so you. welcome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for coming on this journey with us today. Um, please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Beauty Guides Podcast. Um, check out our whole ass website, www.beautyguidespodcast.com. And finally, we have a shop with so many of our product recommendations at pro.com shopmyself.us slash beauty guides podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.